98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Iran launches missile strikes on US bases in Iraq, raising tensions and sending shockwaves through financial markets. The government rules out issuing a travel alert for the mystery illness in Wuhan. And the Privacy Commissioner says there's been a fall in the number of doxing cases as protests taper off. Iran has launched a ballistic missile attack on airbases housing U.S. forces in Iraq. The Pentagon says at least two sites were hit in Erbil and al-Assad, west of Baghdad. Iranian state TV says it's in revenge for the U.S. assassination of the Iranian General Hassan Soleimani. The acting consul general for Iran in Hong Kong and Macau, Sayed Reza Hosseini, says the U.S. assassination of the general has united the region. Trump has done lots of miscalculation. This action uniting the whole country. And interestingly, uh, not only Iran, but also Trump's actions united the whole region against American assets and American troops. But Shahram Abed Akbar Zadeh, research professor of Middle East and Central Asian politics at Deakin University in Australia, called the retaliation a major strategic mistake. Killing a serving commander of a sovereign state. So, uh, legally speaking, Iran has the right to do it, but politically speaking and strategically thinking, this is a major, major miscalculation because Trump has made it clear that he is going to act disproportionately and hit Iran. And the Iranian armed forces is really no match for the U.S. firepower. And Iran will suffer significantly if the U.S. hits back and retaliates. And I do think this is just the opening now. President Trump has tweeted that all is well. He said casualties and damage were being assessed and he'd make a statement later. The Iranian Foreign Minister Javad Zarif has said his country took and concluded what he called proportionate measures in self-defence. He said Tehran did not seek escalation or war but would defend itself against any aggression. Oil prices have risen sharply as Asian markets opened following the Iranian attacks. The price of gold rose but Japan and Hong Kong markets fell. Here's the BBC's Karishma Vizwani. Global oil prices have surged since last week's killing of a top Iranian general in Iraq. Analysts had warned the action could escalate tensions in the region. Today's Iranian missile attack has got many worried that these tensions are now likely to continue. And that's why oil prices have shot up by more than 4%. So-called safe haven assets like gold and the Japanese yen also rose sharply on the news. Before the strikes, President Trump had backed down from his repeated threat to target Iranian cultural sites if Iran retaliates following the killing of General Hassan Soleimani. After criticism that such attacks could constitute a war crime, Mr Trump said if that was the case, he would obey the law. They're allowed to kill our people. They're allowed to blow up everything that we have, and there's nothing that stops them. And we are, according to various laws, uh, supposed to... Uh, be very careful with their cultural heritage. And you know what? If that's what the law is, I I like to obey the law. But I will say this. If Iran does anything that they shouldn't be doing, they're going to be suffering the consequences, and very strongly. The U.S. federal aviation regulator says it's introducing a ban on American airlines from flying over Iraq, Iran and neighbouring countries. The ban by the FAA will include the Gulf of Oman and the waters between Iran and Saudi Arabia. 
Iranian state media have reported that a Ukrainian airliner carrying 180 people crashed shortly after taking off from Tehran's international airport. The reports say the Boeing 737 came down due to technical problems. It's unclear whether the incident is linked to the confrontation with the U.S. The Health Secretary, Sophia Chan, has rejected suggestions that the government should issue a travel alert for Wuhan because of the mystery disease that's been spreading in the mainland city. During questioning in LegCo this morning, Professor Chan stressed that Hong Kong so far has no confirmed cases relating to those in Wuhan and health officials are in daily communication with their mainland counterparts. But she added that under the current system, the SAR can't issue an outbound travel alert for Wuhan. Speaking through an interpreter, she added that the World Health Organization hasn't issued such a warning either. We are of the opinion that the immediate health impact on the population is moderate. As far as the outbound travel alert is concerned, the Security Bureau has set up this system, but mainland China is not included. The WHO does not suggest that there should be travel or trade restrictions on China, and it doesn't recommend any specific measures for travellers. I would suggest that during the travel and after the visit, if there are respiratory uh, symptoms, uh, patients should seek medical advice and inform the medical you know, professional of their travel industry. Professor Chan also said she understands facial masks are in short supply in Hong Kong, but the Pharmacies Association has promised to replenish stocks in the coming weeks. A patient's rights activist has expressed concern about a possible cover-up on the mainland about the mystery respiratory illness. The Hubei capital has reported around 60 cases so far and Hong Kong has reported around 30. The government has added the list, the disease to a list of illnesses that must be reported. Under changes gazetted today, health authorities can isolate patients suspected of contracting the respiratory condition and ban them from leaving Hong Kong. Alex Lam, chairman of Hong Kong Patients Voices, says he's concerned history will repeat itself. We learned a bitter lesson in 2003 when there was a total cover-up of the SARS virus in China for over three months. This time, I start to see something similar that happened years ago. In particular, we didn't see many reported cases in China and only cases reported in Wuhan. We saw there are some uh, suspected cases in Hong Kong. So what happened in other cities in China? No suspected cases or they don't want to reveal to Hong Kong or the world that things are happening in China. The Polytechnic University Students' Union has confirmed a student was referred to the Centre for Health Protection after suffering fever in Wuhan. The union said it was told by the university that the student had recovered by the time he arrived in Hong Kong, but was referred to the authorities because he was still coughing. The university also said it had disinfected parts of the dormitory at Hung Hom Hall, where the student lives. The Privacy Commissioner says doxing practices in which someone's personal information is disclosed online has tapered off as anti-government protests quietened down recently. Stephen Wong said they've received 4,700 relevant complaints since the protests erupted last June, with 36% involving police officers and their families. But new cases are significantly down on the period from June to August last year. Doxing cases compared with what we had over the first few months has slowed down a little bit and we received you know, fewer cases than before. But it doesn't mean that you know, we stop our investigation efforts. We made great efforts in tracking down the doxes and also requesting the uh, social platforms to assist by uh, pulling down all the uh, messages, especially the messages with intimidating uh, message. So this is something that we, uh, we continue to do. 
He added that they've asked 16 online platforms to remove links to private information and 70% have now been removed. Police say they were called to a housing estate in Chunwan overnight to separate two groups in a standoff. Witnesses say a group of people in masks arrived at the public transport interchange at Lei Mukshu Estate and tried to remove notices on a so-called Lenin Wall, where there are messages supporting the anti-government protest movement. Witnesses says this drew from oppos- opposition from people there. Police say they've arrested five people in connection with an arson attack on Kowloon, MT- Kowloon Tong MTR station on the 12th of October last year when there were protests going on in different parts of Hong Kong against the government's mask ban. They say the five suspects are local men aged between 26 and 40. Several grassroots concern groups have renewed calls for the government to bring in regulation to stop subdivided flat landlords from overcharging tenants for water and electricity. The Small Claims Tribunal in October ruled that a landlord does not have to compensate a tenant despite charging her $15 per unit of water used and $1.50 per unit of electricity. The tribunal noted that the lease was a legal agreement signed by both sides and the tenant should stick to it. But Tori Yu from Kwai Chung Subdivided Flat Residence Alliance says tenants often don't have a choice. The situation now is once the tenant do not agree with the prices of the room and the landlord will persuade them to find another landlord. But actually many landlords will overcharge so that there is no use and they still have to choose to pay the overcharge price to the landlord. Overseas in the World Meteorological Organization says smoke from the vast bushfires ravaging southeast Australia have drifted across the Pacific all the way to South America. A spokeswoman for the UN agency said grey skies in Chile and a red sunset in the Argentine capital, Buenos Aires, have been attributed to the smoke by local weather experts. In Australia, cooler temperatures and rain have helped to contain the blaze. Scientists in Finland have created a food protein from bacteria that they believe could compete with soil within 10 years. The protein is made from soil bacteria that are fed with hydrogen, which has been extracted from water by electricity. Here's the BBC's Roger Harabin. With farming blamed for contributing to many environmental problems, there's been increasing investment in novel foods grown from bacteria. Soline can be used as a substitute for soya in a host of foods, such as pies, ice creams, breads and cakes. It can also feed livestock without harming rainforests in the way new soil plantations often do. A study last year concluded that protein from microbes was several times more efficient than soya in terms of land use and required just a tenth of the water. The British Prime Minister Boris Johnson will tell the European Commission later today that he won't extend the transition period necessary for leaving the European Union beyond the end of this year. Mr Johnson is also expected to tell the Commission head Ursula von der Leyen that he's not seeking to align Britain with existing EU rules when they meet for the first time in Britain later today. Britain will formally leave the EU on the 31st of January. And months of civil unrest are having an impact on United Airlines, which says it's taking a 90 million US dollar charge against fourth quarter earnings because of a drop in the value of its routes to Hong Kong. The US carrier says lower demand for travel to Hong Kong led to its calculation of the charge. Currencies in the US dollar is trading at 108.37 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 11 cents. The pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 21 cents. A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 28,078. That's 248 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $56 billion. And now with the sports, here's Adam Chung.
The Hong Kong Open's headliner Shane Lowry says he's focused on winning in Fanling this weekend and is not looking beyond that. The Irish golfer enjoyed an excellent 2019 that saw him claim his first career major by winning the Open Championship at Royal Portrush in July. He's also set to defend his title in Abu Dhabi on the European Tour next week, but says he's only focused on teeing off in Hong Kong tomorrow. Last year before Abu Dhabi I did a full week's practice in Dubai um, but this year I think you know it's nice to be not thinking about Abu Dhabi all week this week but it's nice to be playing an event on a really good golf course a tough golf course and and uh, you know I, I am here I'm not here as a warm-up event for Abu Dhabi because every event I go into I want to win and I want to do well and so um, you know first and foremost for me this week is I'm going to try and focus on playing well this week but obviously uh, it'd be nice to get off the season off to a good start and bring some good form into the next few weeks as well. Lowry will be taking on a strong field of Asian Tour talents when the 61st edition of the Hong Kong Open tees off tomorrow. 120 players from 23 nations will be fighting for their share of the prize purse worth 1 million US dollars. Next to football, the holders Manchester City have taken a major step towards the final of the English League Cup. They outclassed their local rivals Manchester United 3-1 in the first leg of their semi-final at Old Trafford, where the BBC's John Murray was watching. A job very well done by Pep Guardiola. Tactically, the uh, formation, the system that he played tonight with two number 10s, no number 9, 3-0 up at half-time. They were irresistible. Manchester United couldn't live with them. Bernardo Silva, brilliant opening goal. Riyad Mahrez ran through round the goalkeeper. The third goal was a Pereira own goal. Rashford scored in the second half. But now the Manchester City players are coming here into the corner of Old Trafford to our right. All of them to thank the visiting supporters for, for following them here. And I see up there in the uh, in the corner in amongst the Manchester City fans one banner reading Kings of Manchester the other semi-final first leg will be played tonight that features Aston Villa at home to Leicester City in the NBA Carmelo Anthony hit the winning basket to help the Portland Trailblazers steal a narrow victory on the road against the Toronto Raptors Melo had a game-high 28 points. That includes the go-ahead bucket with four seconds remaining, which gives the Blazers' victory 101-99. The Raptors were missing three regular starters due to injury. They got 24 points from Kyle Lowry, whose three-point shot bounced off the rim to end the game. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Iran launches missile strikes on U.S. bases in Iraq, raising tensions and sending shockwaves through financial markets. The government rules out a travel alert over the mystery illness in Wuhan. And the Privacy Commissioner says there's been a fall in the number of doxing cases. The news from RTHK. Yeah.
Good afternoon and welcome to the 123 show. I'm Sadia Osmani and I'm here right through till three o'clock. And it's a Wednesday. And after a bit of a break, we are back with Communication Matters. And today, Cecilia Louis from Ilia Connect talks to me about cross-cultural communication. Find out about what it is just after 1.30 today. And at 2 p.m., staying on the business side of things, my guest in the studio will be Eunice Chu, who has a very interesting story to tell about how adversity led her to set up her own accounting firm and how she now wants more people, especially women, to be empowered by entrepreneurship. And, of course, after our festive break, here we go, Cruz McCallaghan is back with her regular audio, audio column after 2.30. And this week, her subject is Wales. Not the country, but the big fish. <laughs> 